Dancer. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of I'm a Pole Dancer, a pole podcast by pole dancers, for pole dancers, and the curious. I am your host, Sari the Scary Fairy, and today I have longtime friend Nina on the show with me. Hi! Hi! Thanks for having me. Oh, thank you for coming on. How are you today? I'm great. Yeah, I'm really good. It's one of the rare days here in Victoria, BC, where it's actually snowing. So we have lots of snow outside, which is a change of scenery, but beautiful. Same here in Vancouver. It actually is snowing and a decent amount, not like the... eh. (laughs) Why don't you tell our audience who you are, what you, anything you want them to know about you, and you can brag as much as you want. Please don't be humble. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, awesome. Well, my name is Nina. I'm um, a pole dancer. I used to live in Vancouver and um, went to Tantra Fitness there. I started pole dancing, I think it was in 2016. Um, and fell in love with it and um, ever since that it's been a huge part of my life I um, started teaching a couple years ago as well and love doing that Um, and I moved to Victoria BC on Vancouver Island um, last summer so not in Vancouver anymore but over here and um, enjoying the island life now yeah and today we're talking about because you just had a baby Yes. You, how, how long ago now? Um, five and a half months. So oh my goodness. Five and a half ago, I had a little baby girl. Amazing. And that's just what we're talking about is pole and pregnancy, uh, yeah. both during and post. Yes. And it's, it's a journey, I imagine. Now, of course, I'm so excited to hear all about your story, but I also know that it's it's different for every single person's body. Like... One person being pregnant doing pole is going to be different from someone else who is pregnant and doing pole. It just depends on what your body goes through. But let's hear all about your experience. So where do we begin? Um, I guess the beginning, when you found out you were pregnant. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I think, as you said, it's like, it's so different for everyone. And um, everyone's, it's so interesting, right? With pole or anything you do, like everyone so different regardless of pregnancy or not and then pregnancy just adds this whole layer onto it of being unique and different and our babies being different and um all of these different factors that mean like every journey is completely unique in everyone's own so for me um yeah I found out I was pregnant a few months before the pandemic started oh my goodness (laughs) um so that was a big factor um and yeah I think with pregnancy again like early on everyone's experience is different with that like some people feel totally normal and fine in the first trimester some people have lots of like nausea or fatigue or Mm -hmm. other um, symptoms some people already start physical like physically feeling quite different Um, and then in addition to like the physical part of it there's a huge emotional and mental part of it that comes with it as well and I think that was something for me that I didn't um think about as much before being pregnant where it's like well you you think about yeah physically can I do the things I usually do or not or whatever but then there's also the factor of you are scared or you are like have lots of hormones going through you you have like all these factors I think for a lot of people also like 
pregnancy is like quite the journey and that Mm -hmm. um, brings in all these other factors like for me like from a very like personal perspective like I spent like several years dealing with like fertility issues and then Mm -hmm. I actually had a miscarriage the year before and like first trimester and um, had what's called a missed miscarriage at 13 weeks where you actually the baby passed away but you didn't know like because your body was totally normal so oh, wow I'm so sorry like a big um, factor that then affected my pregnancy with my baby girl because you have this fear you have all these things going on in your mind on top of sort of where you're at physically and personally like there was a big factor of like kind of not trusting my body because the first time around right. I thought I was fine but I actually wasn't but I didn't know <laughs> until later so yeah I think um that's where like a lot of mental stuff comes in too and I think that's something that with pole and with so many things it's so easy to compare yourself right people, and there's like the physical aspect but there's also the mental aspect and you don't know what someone else is going through like you might see another pole dancer who's like seems totally healthy and fit and everything but isn't doing things and wondering but it's like no actually they're dealing with their own thing and people just don't know about it um exactly you know someone who's not able to do things from a physical perspective but is totally like into it mentally and can do what they want so it's like such a spectrum and right this other big factor with pregnancies also people have like people choose when they want to share their news right and so right you're around people who don't know that you're pregnant or you don't know someone else is pregnant and like how do you like yeah I found it like a tricky situation especially as an instructor mm. to kind of feel like well I'm not ready to share this especially when I was pregnant with my baby girl like I didn't share it even with our families until I was like well into my second trimester just because of that fear mm-hmm. of losing but I was like teaching through the whole time and kind of being like oh well my students think I'm being weird or something's wrong because I can't do things as well as I used to or I'm being a little bit like hesitant when I'm spotting which is not a good thing as an instructor you need to obviously be fully there totally yeah um so yeah there's a lot of things that kind of go through your mind go through your experience Sorry, I'm kind of rambling. No, no, ramble away. I mean, we want to hear the whole story. And thank you so much for sharing all those personal details. I had no idea. And I'm, I'm so sorry to hear that you had a miscarriage in your first time around. But I'm so happy you have a baby girl now. And that's very exciting. So with that fear... Um, I mean, it sounds like the first trimester was a very scary time for you. Because you, you weren't 100% sure what was going to happen. At what point did you start feeling more secure uh, in your body that, okay, everything is okay, that this this is going to be fine? I think for me personally, like, I never felt totally secure right. throughout the whole pregnancy. I did, however, like, when you are in the middle of your pregnancy at, like, 20 weeks, usually you have what's called an anatomy scan, so they... Mm-hmm. Um, that's where you can see your baby on an ultrasound. They check for all the details if there's any abnormalities, if baby's healthy and so on. And for me, that was a really big factor. And that was also when I then shared more widely that I was pregnant. Um, Mm -hmm. After seeing the baby, you're kind of halfway, everything, you know, sort of things are, you know, progressing as ideally they should. And so for me, that was a big um, factor. But, and then like the interesting thing, for me personally was 
that was all in the midst of a pandemic. So I kind oh of I had all sorts of intentions of teaching. I wanted to like continue teaching. I was teaching pole 505 and lyrical at Tantra and right. wanted to teach until I was, I think like 18 weeks or something. So well into the second trimester um, and share the news with my students and all of those things. But then um, just a couple of weeks before that, a lockdown started happening back right. in March studio closed and everything and I didn't have a pole at home either so it was a big thing where I went from like obviously I was more careful with what I was doing and so on like and kind of working to my comfort levels but um I went from like training multiple times every week for like many hours to doing all those things to not being able to do anything I didn't have a pole I had a different body so it was like really hard even to figure out what I could do and during that time I was like trying to find like exercises at home so like doing like online fitness classes and dance classes and stuff but what's tricky with that is like the things that I was used to and loving weren't all like pregnancy friendly like you can do a lot of things especially the further along you are in terms of your abs and staying safe with that kind of stuff and so I couldn't do things I already knew I loved and then it's like hard to with a changing body find new things to do and right. for me the reason I got into pole was that I got really bored with like traditional exercise mm-hmm. programs. <laughs> so like there were like all these pregnancy fitness classes online but I just got so bored of doing them so <laughs> it was a really big shift for me to go from training lots and being super active to doing very little I was able to like book private time in the studio a couple times during my second trimester and still Mm. go into the studio and see kind of what I was able to do and um, do a little bit of pole but aside from that it was um, really challenging and then yeah up until the end of my pregnancy I did very little (laughs) in terms of activity. When you did go into the studio, um, how did you navigate what you could and couldn't do? Like, what were some of the physical differences you noticed? Yeah, I think um, basically the biggest thing are your abs. Oh, Um, yeah. Right, because they, at least for me, I don't know how it is for other people, but they really stretch out, right? So um, you have your ab muscles and like your six-pack muscles and everything in front of your baby and it's growing and so they stretch and separate and grow apart to make room for your growing baby and so when you are doing anything pull pretty much you're using your abs and so it's Mm -hmm. a huge factor that really changed movement for me even you know doing things simple things when you're pregnant like getting up from lying position like when you get out of bed in the morning you have to change the way you get up because you can't engage your muscles the same way that you usually do and it's um really important to be aware and safe you're moving um and that's something I would recommend for anyone who's pregnant it's just like learning as much as you can about core muscles and your pelvic floor and educating yourself about it so that you can figure out how you can be active and safely engaged in activities and so um it's actually like a really it was a big shift in awareness for me to Mm -hmm. um just before I always took my abs for granted like it was one of my kind of strengths for me was always like oh I have strong abs and I don't even have to think about it and it was so awesome as pole dancer to be like yeah this is all super easy so so many things I learned I didn't have to think about my abs because I just naturally 
engage them and use them and they were strong enough to do all the things I wanted to do and then shifting to pregnancy and even more so now postpartum um, being super aware of like how am I engaging my abs how are they feeling can they handle what I'm doing um, when you're uh, pregnant you can see kind of what's called like honing so like there's like a bit of like kind of a dome on your belly oh and your abs are separating too much and not handling um, the engagement and load properly and so you can get feedback from that by looking at your belly that's crazy um, yeah and so yeah it's, it was really interesting to kind of always pay attention to that and so for me that was a big thing as I moved was always how does it feel check in with myself constantly to make sure I wasn't doing any damage because the thing is like ab separation is a normal part of pregnancy and like I'm not an expert or specialist on this I'm just kind of speaking from oh yeah um if you overdo it or even like sometimes I think it's not people's fault I don't know but um you can get um like really severe separation and like an injury that's really hard to heal from actually and Mm -hmm. take work and so for me a really big factor was like how can I move and do the things I love, but be aware of that and be cautious because I don't want to do more damage than right. necessary. What were some of the things that you were surprised that you could still do when you got back to the studio when you were pregnant? Um, I did lots of, like one thing I started doing a lot more of and I hadn't really done much before was exotic because mm-hmm. I it was just nice to dance and do more floor work and stuff. Like you can't do all the things cause you can't roll around on your belly. And yeah. Stuff like that. But you can move in lots of fun ways, which has been fun. And then, yeah, there were like a few things in my second trimester. Like I was still able to invert for a while, which was awesome. And like, um, I was able to do like an aerial invert when I was like 22 weeks or something like that, which was exciting for me to be able to, still do that it like obviously didn't look very clean it was kind of messy and stuff but you know like but you, did it. you did it you <laughs> did it and then I think mostly it's a lot of it is just about um doing moves that you're comfortable with for me mm-hmm. there were moves that I was like okay I know how to do this and I can kind of do it on autopilot and so I can really focus on engaging the right things because I've done it so many times and yeah I think there are certain moves that seem or look difficult that for me were easier to manage because of the muscles you used and stuff and then some things that seemed really easy were really hard for me to do I think some types of like like upright like I can't remember what it was but things like similar to like hood ornaments and stuff like that I was like really struggling with and I don't know like it was just how my body was of like um the muscles I had to engage and how I had to Oh, that's interesting. so interesting and I yeah and like you said I imagine it's different for everyone and yeah. that's so cool I didn't know that about the belly and the ab separation like you can see that feedback as you're going along that's really cool yeah. now okay so you've had the baby she's mm-hmm. five and a half months old now mm-hmm. and I see you have a pole at home now which is very exciting <laughs> and so how has that journey been getting back into pole like how what are you noticing now with postpartum pole training because I imagine taking all that time off and your muscles have moved around they you've been engaging them differently for nine months and all of a sudden now we have to re-engage them back in the old way how has navigating that been like 
it's been really challenging. Um, and I think a big thing for me was realizing how difficult postpartum is. And again, I don't like, it's not necessarily like this for everyone, but right. I was kind of like, oh, I see all these people online all the time who are back at it after six weeks or a couple months or whatever. And I've always been in good shape. So like I can do that. And then going through the experience myself, I was just um, really shocked by how hard it is for the body to recover after giving birth. And, you know, for me, it was like, you know, difficult delivery. Like I, mm. I did have a vaginal birth. Um, so I didn't have a C-section I, that's a whole other factor for people, mm-hmm. but, um, you know, even with that, like I had forceps use and like, I had a really long labor. And so wow. things, you know, affect your pelvic floor and your pelvic floor is completely like connected to your core. Oh yeah. Um, and so it was for me, like the first couple months were really just about recovering, like at a very basic level like it took me weeks to be able to like walk normally wow um, hey friendships i've got something really exciting to share with you are you looking for a new pole outfit what about a new pair of pleasers well i'm really happy to say that listeners of this podcast get a special 15 percent discount code when shopping with xana polewear you can find them on Instagram at Zana Polware, all one word, Zana spelled like X-A-N-A. When you're at the checkout, check out with the discount code PDPODCAST, just like when I do when we play our little game at the end of every episode. Again, that's PDPODCAST with Zana Polware. Happy shopping! Then the doctor, uh, my maternity doctor, was basically like, yeah, you should wait at least like three months before you... Like, I think she said, like, 12 weeks before I do anything in terms of, like, activities and exercises and go see a pelvic floor physio at, like, 10 weeks or something and then start working with them. And that's, like, a huge um, thing I would recommend is working with a pelvic floor physiotherapist during pregnancy and after. Like, I didn't go during, but I think I would have actually learned lots and had, it would have been really helpful probably. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, in the postpartum period, working with a pelvic floor physio basically then helps you to understand where is your body at what's going on like where is your pelvic floor at where are your abs at like what's the muscle separation like what's you know what are you capable of doing in terms of engagement and stuff and it helps you to um basically she gave me a bunch of exercises and activities and gave me feedback on how to do it to learn to engage my core in a safe way and to slowly work up from that so when I was I guess it would have been like maybe 10 or 12 weeks or something postpartum that was what I started with and like my exercises or activities then was really just doing like pelvic floor activations so things like mm-hmm. kegel style mm-hmm. type of, um, activation and just working on engaging and releasing that learning to like breathe properly and engaging and releasing your you know your core and pelvic floor and everything through that and then really slowly working up from there in terms of then connecting the activation of your pelvic floor to the activation of your core and safely doing that Um, so that's been a huge shift for me and yeah so the first three months or so like that was all I did like you could like I would do exercises 
and my husband would walk in and he'd be like, what are you doing? Because he couldn't even see that I was doing anything because it's all kind of internal. <laughs> right, <laughs> like, right. Um, but yeah, so it's just learning that and then slowly building onto that to start doing kind of more core specific things. So kind of doing like the dead bug type thing and like leg lifts and planks right. and stuff, like really slowly working towards that. And um, then as I sort of got more comfortable with those things, I started also with like slow pole movements. So mm-hmm. a couple weeks after doing that, I started with just really slow, like dancing, moving, like really the pole was more just there as a prop, like not really doing much at all. Like even a tilt twirl was hard. Really? Wow. Because I was like, I have to engage my core to do this. And maybe I'm also like overly cautious because I'm just so scared of injuring myself. So, you know, that- maybe I could have just, done more and it would have been fine but I was so careful because I wanted to make sure I was engaging the right way to avoid any further damage hey like avoiding injury is yeah do it I honestly like as someone who's been injured multiple times like yes injury prevention is key like as much injury prevention as you can like yes golden example right here everyone golden example injury prevention take it slow Exactly. And so, yeah, it's been a really slow journey for me um, to kind of just work my way up to doing pole again. And and I think a big part of it is also adjusting what you do with pole. Like for me, I always before like loved learning new tricks and all that kind of stuff. And now this period is like, I'm not going to learn new tricks, but maybe I can dance more. Like I started doing more exotic classes and I'm just you know, exploring and doing things that feel right for my body at this moment um, mm-hmm. and stopped trying to compare myself to other people. I think that's yes. a huge thing on Instagram. You see so many examples of postpartum journeys. And I think it's this really tricky thing because I've also started posting my postpartum journey and mm-hmm. it's like not at all intended for anyone to compare themselves to. But I think like sometimes like it's so tricky because it's, you know, sometimes you see people and you're like celebrating and happy for them where you're like, hey, they can do that. I can do it too. And then like, and it's all, almost like your own mindset, right? And then sometimes you see things and you're like, oh, they're already doing this and I can't do it yet. And so it's this tricky thing where it's like, well, I think it's awesome for women to share their journeys because it's something to be proud of and to celebrate. Absolutely. And it's exciting to share with one another. And at the same time, like nobody should ever compare themselves because everyone is so different everyone's body is different everyone's pregnancy is different everyone's delivery is different everyone's baby is different like if they're sleeping or not sleeping or whatever is going on like there's all these factors that you that are just completely unique and even if like two people have had like super similar pregnancies and super similar deliveries like their bodies are different so they might be healing differently like and so it's just yeah I think that's a big thing of just like like I love seeing other women who've gone through it and seeing what they've done, but I've stopped like looking at how far postpartum were they? Oh, they could already do this two months and I'm now six months and I can't do anything yet. And like not looking at that, but just being like, oh, cool. They can invert again. That's awesome. I like, and for me, like I just started inverting again. Yay! So excited and so happy. And it doesn't matter if that happened later or earlier than it happens for someone else. It's oh, gosh, no. my own journey and I can just like, enjoy and celebrate my own path and accomplishments and milestones and 
Yes. Oh, that's so exciting. What other exciting uh, milestones have you hit with your postpartum pole journey? I think I saw you did a Superman recently. Did. That's yes. exciting. Was it yeah. painful like the first time you ever did a Superman? Oh my gosh, my legs are so bruised and sore again now. Every time I do, even the simplest thing, I'll do like a witch sit and I'll be like, ow, my legs hurt. <laughs> um, so yeah, definitely back to that very sensitive skin. Um, yeah, inverting was a huge one for me. Going, getting back on spin pole was actually a really big thing, even just on the floor, because again, it's like, it takes a lot more engagement um, to yes. be on a spin pole than on a static pole. So getting on a spin pole was big, inverting, doing Superman. And that was actually a really fun experience because it was like, actually the day I inverted, I was like, oh, let me just see what I can do. And like, just kind of almost on like autopilot, I just did like a combo I've taught like a million times on 505. Yay. Oh, yay. It was like going into like inverting and doing like a butterfly and doing a Superman or whatever, like just a few moves, but they were so ingrained in me that I've done them a million times and I could just do them without thinking about the moves I was doing which then actually allowed me to really focus on engaging the right muscles so that was again like doing the things that you are quite confident in I think does help you to do them in a new way because now like whereas before I didn't think about it at all now I cannot think about what I'm doing but think about how I'm engaging to do it make sure that I'm engaging my core the right way the whole time so that was awesome oh that's amazing uh there's one thing I wanted to touch on that you mentioned a little bit earlier which was breath and you know some people struggle with their breath when they pole dance I am a breath holder personally and that's not healthy but uh just the way that you breathe I mean obviously the way you breathe when you're pregnant is very different because you suddenly have this human growing inside of you taking up all this space how did that impact your pole dancing uh, while you were pregnant and learning to breathe normally again uh, postpartum? I think the biggest thing for me while I was pregnant was just that I was out of breath all the time. Oh, like, no. you have, like, less room for your lungs. Yeah. So you're even just, like, walking down the street, I would, like, be huffing and puffing oh. at the end of it. Um, so that was a big thing. Like, even quite early on, I would notice when I was pole dancing that I would be super out of breath very Mm -hmm. early and so I think a big thing with while you're pregnant is or like all the time really like not just when you're pregnant but it's just like really honoring your body and what it needs like okay I can't do an hour of pull anymore I'm gonna do half an hour or 20 minutes or whatever feels good I can't do a full song right now or a full combo I'm just gonna do what feels right and then I'm gonna take a break and I'm gonna make sure I'm breathing properly and you know, just listening to your body, I think, yeah. was a good thing. Um, and then since I gave birth, I, as I mentioned, I've been so much more aware of really how breathing is connected to my core. And so being really purposeful about that, like having, like kind of taking full breaths in where everything expands from your diaphragm to your pelvic floor. And then mm-hmm. from actually using breath to cue my core engagement has been really helpful. Like I've started taking pole 303 classes again, which at Tantra are the classes where you start learning to invert. Right. And I've taken those because they're a really great way for me to slowly build up strength and everything again. And yeah, do things in a really purposeful way. And I'm just someone who needs classes. Like I, 
especially with the baby now, I'll always be like, oh, I'm too busy. I can't work out. But if I have a class that I've signed up for, then I'll be more likely to do it. So I've been doing those classes. And every time we do something like an invert or like a pull up or whatever, I'll like take a deep breath in. And then like, as I exhale, I engage like from the pelvic floor through like my core. And I'm like really careful to be like, okay, now I'm engaged. Now I can do this. And use my breath for that and then learn how to kind of breathe while, while keeping that engagement. And so I'm still learning it. That's actually been the hardest or one of the things that's really challenging. I find is going from kind of those more like physio exercises to engage your core to mm-hmm. then applying that type of engagement when you're doing different activities that aren't like rehab exercises, but that's like, Oh, I'm like pole dancing now and inverting and doing these things. And, but at the same time, I, I need to keep in mind that engagement and engage at the right time in the right way. And so right. for that to become like second nature, I think is quite the journey to build that up. And I mean, even for non-pole dancers, like there's there are a bunch of instructors at, at Tantra and I'm sure at other places who are really aware of that. I think there's also like a lot like for people who have like a Pilates background and things like that who think about that and who give those cues of like, oh, now if you're doing this, movement engage your pelvic floor engage your core this way and like I find those cues are super helpful especially now um like even in exotic dance classes um like one of the instructors at Tantra Phoenix Rose she's really good about giving those cues as you're like doing an exotic class which like you wouldn't equate those two and bring them together but it's really important to to do that to stay injury free and to just learn to use your body safely and yeah. so that's a big that's a my current journey is kind of like how do I not only get back to the pole activities that I used to do but do so in a way that is like more aware of how I use my core totally what are some of the goals that you have for your pole journey in the future like now that you're inverting you've got your superman back playing around with butterfly what's the next phase what's your next hope and goal oh that's um you know I'm not sure because a big part of me is like I think my unspoken goal has been to get back to where I used to be with pole Mm -hmm. but part of me is kind of like I shouldn't have that as my goal because I am different now than I was before my body is different and I'm a mom now and I have a postpartum body and that will that's my new body and so why would I try to be what I used to be that's never going to be me again and that's fine like that's not a bad thing that's something to celebrate like everything my body has done is amazing and so part of me even though like I think in the back of my mind I'm always like oh I want to be able to do the things I used to do again the other part of me is like I shouldn't have that as my goal I should find a new goal of what do I want this new body to do that feels good and that is exciting and that makes me feel like I'm growing and so I think something that I've been doing more, as I mentioned, is like more exotic dance. And I'd love yeah. to get better at that. Like that's something that I feel like honors my new body and is still something new to work on and work towards. And so I think that's something that's kind of oh, amazing. It's like just to do more of that and enjoy that kind of movement and get like just smoother in my movement. Cause it's really hard. Yeah, <laughs> like, it's hard. But I these things like body waves are like super hard. Oh, body waves are not easy. And I mean, that statement of saying how not wishing to be at where you were at previously can go for all pole dancers, I think, because 
all of us, our bodies are constantly changing. Whether you get an injury, whether you're pregnant, whether you're just getting older, whether something happens, your bodies change and grow over time. And the pole dancer that you are today will never be the same pole dancer that you were a year ago, I think, at any point in your life. So, yeah, you're totally right. Pole dance for the body that you have now and give yourself goals that make you happy and satisfied. And don't, yeah, and important, more importantly, you know, comparing yourself to others, don't compare yourself to others at all, at all. But like, don't be too hard on yourself. When you compare yourself to your past, like there were things I could do a year or two ago that, you know, now are easier for me or more difficult because of a variety of factors. Yeah, I think it's so true. Like the comparing yourself to yourself. Yeah. <laughs> it's a huge thing of like what you used to be able to do. It's, yeah, it's not, yeah, I think just celebrating the journey that we're on and the way our bodies change. And even if something is more difficult, like your body is developing in new ways and doing different things. And yeah. Like, sometimes it's things that aren't as like, you know, visible, like that change, right? Sometimes it's just like for me, for instance, like if I manage to start inverting with better core engagement and safer engagement, that's something nobody would see, but that's a huge accomplishment. Or yeah. it can be if you are able to start doing exotic dance and moving in a way that fully, like mentally and emotionally is connected to your body and you're loving the movement mm-hmm. and you used to be ashamed or insecure or whatever, that's a huge thing. Maybe yeah. it comes up as of people seeing the, like, just, you know, your showing that but like maybe nobody can see that but it's all inside yourself and yes. that's still a huge milestone that maybe nobody can even be aware of but it's happening emotionally and mentally oh I love that yes 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 I feel like that's a really good note to kind of end that little part on unless you had anything else that you wanted to add about <laughs> this journey I'm like oh that's so wholesome <laughs> um, but I feel like we could move on to a game what do you think sure Yay! Let's do it. Okay, so we're going to play Guess That Pole Move. I really need to invest into some sound effects for that because <laughs> I, I feel it. So we're going to be playing Guess That Pole Move where I will be sending you a photo of a pole move. I will mute myself so that you can't hear me, but the audience can still hear me. And I'll tell them what it is, and then you have to guess what it's called and describe it. Sounds good. Okay. All right, new computer. Here we go. All right, friends, I am sending Nina a move called Chopsticks. If you want to look that up on Instagram, look up hashtag PDChopsticks. Again, that's hashtag PDChopsticks. All right, so I sent you a photo of this move. I lose track of, like, who knows what these days. All right. Okay. What does it look like? Well, it's a beautiful splitty move. She is holding onto the pole with um, one arm, so hanging from her one arm. Mm-hmm. And the other arm is holding her front leg in a split, so it's like the split is vertical. And um, yeah, she makes it look so easy. She has like a beautiful big smile. <laughs> Just I know. That. It's. Oh I, I, I could not make this move look beautiful no matter how hard I tried. 
<laughs> do you know what it's called, or do you? I have no idea what yeah. it's called. All right, so... I never multiple moves anyway, like the names of moves, like my lyrical students used to always make fun of me, because even the moves I would teach, I wouldn't know, and I'd be like, here's the pearly one-arm thing, and they'd be like, what's it called? Like, I don't know. <laughs> well, if you had to name it, what would you call it? I would call it um, hanging split. <laughs> oh, you know, that's fair. That's That's a fair assessment. It's actually called chopsticks. Oh yeah, okay. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I have seen those and heard that name, but I did not realize that's what this one is. Nice. Yeah, it's it's a very, very active split yes. move. You cannot get away with this with passive flexibility. I've tried and you need to get a good photo at a very specific angle in order for it to even look passable. <laughs> with yeah, make look like a pizza chopstick or something. <laughs> yeah, me too. That's that's just usually what I do. So usually if I I think the last time I tried this move, I was on spin pole and I was like, hey, just like we'll take a video and we'll screen cap the good angle of it so that no one knows. Okay. <laughs> well, thank you so much for coming on. If people wanted to find you on Instagram and continue following your journey, where can we find you? Before you go, what are you? I'm a pole dancer. Yay!